All right, everybody. Welcome to Bitch Breathe. Welcome back to a new edition. This is episode number 86, and I'm particularly excited for this one today because I'm not by myself. Yay! I have with me a relationship expert that I met here in Berlin, in Germany. Her name is Lina Marie, and she actually has her own podcast together with another co-host called Generation Beziehungsunfähig. That's one of those German constructs where you're like, wait, what? So basically what that means, what I've translated it to be is generation relationship challenged. <laughs> I, hope, I hope she likes that one. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Lena Marie got her start and correct me if I'm wrong here in a business context. It was a very popular German business called Amorelli. And you can say something about that if you want. But today, Lina Marie is going to talk to us about the challenges of dating, online dating, and what the hell is wrong with our commitment these days. Welcome, Lina Marie. I'm so happy you're here. Thanks for your words and thanks for this nice introduction. I'm so happy to be here and I'm also looking forward to talking to you about that wonderful topic, online dating or dating in general. So thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, the first question I'm going to ask you, because I know listeners are going to ask this one, is are you currently dating or in a relationship? Um, I am dating my boyfriend. Nice. It's <laughs> nice when you date your boyfriend. <laughs> yes. So I'm in a relationship and I'm dating my boyfriend. So um, this is maybe also something we get to later, um, that dating is, at least it was in my head, limited to... I'm a single and I get to know to new people. So, but you can also date in a relationship, which is actually really good. <laughs> that does sound like you've got the best of, of both worlds. And I'm pretty sure we're going to get back to that. So <laughs> yeah. let's, um, let's dive into some of the questions that I definitely, definitely, I'm so curious to hear your answers to. So what is your own experience with online dating? Have you done it? Yes, but I have to be honest, I have almost no experience. So my experience is actually based on a one-week Bumble online dating um, installation on my mobile phone. <laughs> so I, I, I tried that for one week um, and the result was, <laughs> I don't know, three matches, one date and I got dumped. So then I turned it off and that was actually my experience. But um, I, um, as you said, so I, I have the podcast Generation Beziehungsunfähig. Um, and in so many episodes, we were talking about online dating because I think that is actually the topic in our generation. Um, and so I, I got a lot of experience actually from people telling me, from our friends. Uh, I'm also... Um, a, a couple coach, so I coach couples and also single people, <laughs> and and they are also like yeah telling me their experiences about online dating and dating in general. So yeah, and my personal interest is that I read studies, so around that topic. So yeah, th that's my experience about online dating. Yeah, so. Since you say it's more of a vicarious experience through your clients and the humans that you work with, 
Do you still think that it's necessary in today's digital life at least to explore the area of online dating or do we still have potential to meet enough people in real life? Hmm. Yeah, that's a really good question. So I think that, so my personal view is actually um, that that I wish that it should not be that necessary, no, that it should not be a necessity no I started again you said it right necessary (laughs) necessity so my personal view is that it should not be a necessity um but I think in reality um yeah it is so actually it is and I think um that we have um also when we're talking about online dating apps especially that we also have to extend the expression because my experience also is that people are <laughs> getting to know to new people not through online dating apps, which are cla- claimed as online dating apps, uh, but also, I don't know, there are so many other apps like Instagram, TikTok, uh, LinkedIn, Bubble, I don't know. Um, and, and I think that so, like, the, the personal life is actually um, switched and yeah, it, so it became a, a digital life. And I think this is something we have to definitely face and definitely talk about. Um, and yeah, of course, the, the, the dating aspect is also, I think, more and more, um, um, let's say, verlagern. Um, has shifted. Yeah, shifted. So I think that also the dating life has shifted more and more into the digital sphere yeah so basically what you're saying is our personal lives have so much been migrated to public lives that when we speak of online dating we're no longer talking about all the apps necessarily we're talking about sliding into somebody's dm or Mm -hmm. contacting someone on facebook and so when we think of online dating maybe we don't need to reduce it to the cringe factor but in fact experiences as an integral part of being a 360 degree human being in a digital Mm -hmm. world these days Mm -hmm. that's super interesting actually yeah because i remember and we'll get to that later my ideas of online dating were just cringe central just like you know Uh so um but before we get to that i would love to ask you who is a relationship expert why is dating or is it so much harder today because sometimes i'm not sure is this our perception have we lost the social etiquette to date right or to have balls and just go forward and and do it or is it actually harder today what what's your perception in your work with your clients maybe also Mm -hmm. um so i think that that people know it's not harder but I, i think that people are more insecure um and they want to feel safe and they want to have control uh? um, because when you look out into the world the world is so unpredictable in those times um, in these times and um, so when it comes to relationships people often think that they are not free anymore so it's like kind of a paradox you know so people think either I'm in a relationship or I have my personal freedom um, so what people need to understand Um, I think more is that you can have both. So you can be in a relationship and you can have your personal freedom. Um, And especially also in bigger cities, I think, as in Berlin, 
um, it often, this is also my experience, uh, we often have people who are more like individualists um, who are af really afraid of getting out um, of, of, of getting cut in their per personal freedom. Yeah. So I think what got harder is actually the pressure to choose the right one for me. So we, we all have the feeling because being in a relationship is human, right? So we all want to do and want to have that. Um, and as we got more options, as in dating apps um, or in the social atmosphere in general, uh, we also have the feeling to choose the, the wrong one because we always have the feeling, oh, there could be someone who is maybe a little bit better, good, good looking or better looking or maybe I don't know what. Um, and this is actually one thing. So I think dating is not harder, but we actually tend to lose control and ha are afraid of losing our our um, personal freedom. Yeah. So in a way, we've gotten more complicated. Maybe dating hasn't, but we have. And we have maybe it's a kind of the zeitgeist that um, this whole idea of personal freedom, I'm thinking digital nomads, you know, living your best life or whatever, YOLO and all this stuff mm -hmm. has gotten mm -hmm. us into a mindset where it's like, hmm, I'm not sure that I can do this and still self-realize. Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 I think so. And, and and as I said, I think it's like a kind of a paradox. And so often people who are looking for someone, they even do not know what they want for themselves. And as we are so distracted, like from the online dating life and everything which is in the in the mobile phone I'm looking at, um, this is actually distracting us from ourselves. And this is also why when we then start dating, we often do not know what we want. So it's mm -hmm. then like, okay, I'm dating because just for the state, stake of dating, right? <laughs> so, and then you're like, okay, what am I actually looking for? Relationship, open relationship, affair, I don't know, maybe a friend, ooh, I don't know. But well, keep, keep on dating. Keep on dating and keep on looking. <laughs> Yeah, keep on dating, keep on looking. <laughs> yeah, I, what I've noticed, because I'm, I'm so new to the online dating realm, and what I notice, it seems to be a lot easier for people to put in that little bio what they don't want, what they don't like, and who should stay the hell away from them. When I read this, I feel like, well, this isn't very inviting. I've got a lot of things I don't like, but this person's making me feel like you know, like stay away. So I think that's interesting what you're saying is that it's hard for us to say what we are hard for us to know what we actually want and then mm -hmm. find the right words to describe it accurately. Yeah, there's actually a really nice study, I think from the University of London. And they are like, they made a study about uh, online dating app profiles. And they are like, um, so the result is you should invest 70% about presenting yourself, so in your own profile, text and pictures and so on, and 30% in what you are looking for and also what you're not looking for. So because some people are tend to overload them, their profiles about themselves and um, some people are not really actually showing what they are looking for or what they are and who, who they are and so on. So this kind of 70-30 was, I think, a really nice, uh, for me at least, a really nice, ah, okay, that makes sense. So this is what we often forget. 
So what are we looking for? And I think that 30%, what are we looking for and what are we not looking for is something we lack because we do not have the time to really think about what we want and who we do not want. I wonder also sometimes if it's an inability or actually a lack of wanting to think and go deep about what it is I want because I know from times when I wasn't happy being single, mm -hmm. I didn't like looking at that so much because I felt like, oh man, I'm, I'm missing a lot of things in my life. I'm missing this person. And I didn't want to be confronted with that scarcity. Mm -hmm. um, is that something, do you feel like there's a lot of people like that, that really they're not so happy being single? So looking at what they want is kind of hard to do because that would mean they have to go inside and think about their lives. And that could be sad. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's it. And I think, um, yeah, and we are distracted. So mm -hmm. sometimes we do not even think that we have to do that. So for, for some people, it's like mind blowing. If someone tells them, do you actually know what you want? So what would you like? And this is actually really interesting because when you think about your own childhood, The parents, our parents, not all parents, yeah. I, I do not want to generalize here, but um, actually, uh, there are also studies around that. But most of children were not asked, What would you like? And sometimes, okay, you can have either this or this, or I decide for you as a parent because I know what you like and what you don't like, because I know what's best for you. Mm. Um, and this is really interesting. So if You are, if you think about your, your own childhood, how often were you asked the question, what would you like? And this is something we have actually not learned, right? <laughs> like I'm, I'm actually trying to remember now, was I asked what would I like? And without my parents being horrible people, it was very much decided for me. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Very authoritative. Because Yeah, right. And this is actually not a mean thing because our parents, most of them, yeah, not 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 every parent. Also, this is this is another topic, but um I would guess from my sure. human <laughs> from my human understanding that all parents want the best for their children and some can't give them the best. But um this this little question, what would you like, makes children actually to go into their their feelings to go into their um yeah um also body so how do i feel what what would i like oh nice i can choose i have an opinion there's someone listening to me that's nice wow and if you haven't learned that uh, the, 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 yeah we we cannot actually deliver it when we are older so that's actually a really really easy thing Yeah, that seems like an easy enough question to ask. And I think the more you ask yourself, because it can change the answer over mm -hmm. time, and the more fine-tuned you probably become to your actual desires mm -hmm. and needs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So speaking of desires and needs, getting you in trouble, <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the things people should consider when they start online dating? Like apart from the fact that you should use common sense and as a female identified person, or women, you know, security things are, are, of course, always on your mind. But what would I look for when I start putting a profile online? Like you said, mm -hmm. the 70-30 percentage, 
maybe you have some other ideas. What what's a good thing, a good way to start this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that actually links to the question or a little conversation we had on the what do I want for me topic. And I think before you start dating, you should definitely should think about what what do I need? What do I want? So before you're actually considering downloading an app, <laughs> so take your time and make your personal thoughts. It's really, really important because when you are looking for something and you actually do not know, you actually are not open to receive what you're looking for. So also that's really easy, actually. Um, and um, I think, I don't know, can be questions like, Do I want to play? Do I want to have fun? Do I want to have a relationship? Do I want to just spend my time because um, my life is boring? Also, that's fair. And if you know that, you can then articulate it. So it's not that you don't have to say it, but if you are aware about what you want, then um, then you can start. And I think it's really, really fair also for yourself, but also for all well, to all the other persons you potentially meet. Um, And as we said, so most people actually really do not know um, what they want. And this is also why like dating trends, like ghosting, benching, I don't know, simmering, icing, uh, orbiting, breadcrumbing. <laughs> right. So, and this is why those kind of styles and, and um, I don't know, <laughs> things uh, develop right so this is why because why this is because people do not know what they want yeah i remember in your one of your last episodes of your podcast by the way anyone who speaks german i recommend it listening to generation beziehungsunfähig you mentioned that we're all caught up in this trend of hyper optimization and mm -hmm. that that trend has definitely reached the relationship realm And I've even caught myself in my work with some of the clients that I thought they were very good with the analysis, this, the cognitive processing of what happened and mm -hmm. why it happened. Really good. Great analysis. Absolutely no ability to change it. Mm -hmm. Because there's always this, maybe I should do this if I just do this one more workshop or maybe go back to psychotherapy. But then, then I will be ready. What do you mm -hmm. say about that whole hyper-optimization thing? Um, this is also related to the losing control kind of thing because we want to be, we, we want to be prepared for everything. We, want, we do not want to lose control. Yeah. So, I mean, look at me. I'm not a native English speaker. And I'm sitting here and I'm, of course, I'm a little excited and I think about, okay, Am I using the right words or not? Or blah, blah, blah. So this is also kind of, I'm losing my control because I'm not in my comfort zone. But I'm sure that after the episode, after the recording, I will be really proud. So this is what I did today. So this, it can be little, little things um, which makes us like feel better or feel bigger or um, yeah, leaving our comfort zone. And I think this is what people tend to avoid when they um, want to be prepared and this yeah, kind of hyper-perfectionism. Um, and this is also, people tend to talk and talk and talk and often do not like do things. 
So we are overthinking, overthinking, thinking, and analyzing. Analyzing. Um, so we are anal analyzing. Yeah. Analyzing, yeah. So we are overthinking and analyzing and um, so many things. I mean, maybe you know that from your friends sitting there. So why is he actually not answering? Okay, and then you're finding several options and you're going through the situation over and over again. And sometimes it's so easy. So if really people want to do some things and want to meet you, they meet you. If they want to get to know the, you, they will do everything to get to know you. And um, this is also something, yeah, I think and I experience by talking with my, with my clients that they are thinking and thinking and want to feel 100% sure before doing certain things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's a huge problem, especially for us who grew up in the West and then for us who also lived in Germany for a very long time or were born here. I feel we get caught up in the theoretical a lot and it doesn't even matter what realm now we're talking about, whether it's politics, sex, relationships, business, it's mm -hmm. always the talking, right? And that can be very frustrating, which is actually why I ended up <laughs> going online with the dating because I thought it's no use always talking and speculating um maybe that's like a another option it doesn't have to be this huge thing which actually brings me to one more question before i ask my my last question that i want to pose to you today although i feel like i could have like 10 episodes with you clearly maybe we need to talk about a follow-up <laughs> <laughs> yeah happy to do that yeah but i'm wondering i wonder if this is old-fashioned but does the cliche about women looking for love and men just looking for a you know, a quick roll in the hay. Is that in any way based in reality? Is that still something that is going on? Um, because I honestly, being female identified, being in algorithmic bubbles that are social media, I don't know anymore. Mm. Yeah, this is also, I think, uh, the most, uh, the, the question I'm, I'm talking about. Um, and I think, I also, to be honest, this is my personal view, have the, no, I start again. Um, I sometimes also have the feeling, the same feeling, but um, actually there are also studies which prove that it's not the case. So this is more or less like a prejudice, but my experience is that both um, women and men are both like seeking for or looking for love or sex or I don't know, or, um, show their emotions and, and so on. And I think it's really dependent on different phases. So um, yesterday, a new client approached me and he wrote me, my, my girlfriend left me. So I'm really sad. I don't know what to do. I'm super, super sad. I, I'm, I'm crying all the time. I was like, okay, of course, let's talk. Let's have a call, yeah. And um And this is, as I said, yeah, I also used to think that women are more like looking for love and men are just like looking for sex, showing no feelings, um, showing like their, their heart kind of side. But no, I think it's not, it's not that case. And this is actually good because I really like and love that men are showing more and more their emotions and also that women this is actually maybe interesting in fact it's like women are um in terms of gender women are um 
um, more like filing a di divorce. The women tend to file more for divorce yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, right, because uh, they're more independent. Uh, they're more independent, and this is also nice. So they're not dependent on the money of the of the man anymore, um, which I find also really interesting. So also there's a little change. Yeah, I definitely can say that also now from a, a woman who is in her forties. Mm -hmm. What I'm noticing is so now you've reached a stage where you don't need the financial support. You've raised your children already. You're doing your own thing. You've got your hobbies, your interests. You've probably, God willing, had a great um, uh, community around you. So now, what does the guy do, especially those my age and older, because they're so used to maybe in some ways having to be the provider and that mm -hmm. is enough. But yeah. now they don't have to be the provider, but they need to provide emotional support. They need to provide help around the household which a lot of men my age and older still aren't doing by yeah. the way you know yeah. and um <laughs> so I'm, i'm noticing this shift where i was dating a, a younger man he was about 10 years younger than i and i was like dude is he actually talking about his feelings with me right now like in detail <laughs> i was like this is a total game changer <laughs> what's happening Yeah, it was it was so refreshing because I had been with a German man for a very long time. In this case, he was my age. And I remember if I really wanted to turn him off, if I wanted to ruin his day, I would say the sentence, we need to talk. Oh, red flag. <laughs> if I said, we have to talk, he would literally say, oh, no, I'm going to get a disease. Like, plak, ich krieg plak, he would say in Germany. <laughs> And I used to think the answer was funny, but um, I thought the result was, of course, you kept reducing more and more. You did not talk about it because you felt like you were getting on the dude's nerves. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. came this younger man. I'm like, oh, we're going to blow this shit wide open because this is fun. This guy actually wants to talk. So I'm loving that you're confirming mm -hmm. this, what I thought was a subjective impression, that there's a lot of shift going on in men and... Um, We all welcome it, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, and this is actually because of strong uh, women as you are, or as I consider myself, because we actually allow them to show their feelings. Yeah, This is really like kind of a changing roles we, we, we now not play, but we take, we take on, yeah? Um, yeah, so super interesting. Also your story, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely more fun this way. So, Lina Marie, I have one more uh, question for you. As mentioned, I only just got started with the whole online dating, and it was very cringe to me. I was like, do I look like pizza to you? Like, you're in the mood for salami today, but anchovies tomorrow, and then you order me up. <laughs> like, I was so offended, you know, that I would have to, like, do this now. <laughs> so I took a really long time thinking about it, but then I thought, you know what? You can't just do what you've always done like we're always saying right and then consider and then expect the result to be any different so i was like you know what i like getting out of my comfort zone why not but the surprise was it wasn't that not so many uh that there were a lot of bad uh, experiences like i thought i was getting going to be sent eggplants until the cows come home you know because everybody talks about those dick pics and whatever and i was like oh my god i don't even like eggplants to eat let alone do i want a picture you know <laughs> but actually it wasn't that um so much it was actually that 
a lot of times it didn't go any further. Like somebody would write or match, but nothing would happen. And so I went through this evolution of first I thought, oh my God, there's no one out there. They're just all terrible. Then I went into, I actually swiped a couple, right? But then nothing happened. I'm like, yo, where you at? Like, where'd everybody go? <laughs> then I had a couple of really nice dates where I was like, wow, I would have never met this person if I hadn't done this. So I'm wondering, is, is that a typical evolution from going like, ugh, gross, to hmm, maybe, to, well, this sucks, to it's nice, and then back to, I'm just going to delete the app. Have you been able to observe that kind of evolution in the people you work with? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but of course, I have to say that everyone is like individual and has their same individual experience with online dating. Um, and one thing I, <laughs> I I can really relate to that. There are so many people like, okay, I got 50, I don't know, matches and one conversation and not even one date. So what happened? And you're like, okay. And this is, <laughs> I think this is like part of the problem. Um, and um, yeah, so, um, but it's not, it's not, it's not about your profile. Yeah. So it's not you. It's them, really, Yay. believe me, it's them, so really. Um, and I think it also, of course, depends a little bit on the dating apps. There are dating apps which are like um, more female-centered so that women can start the conversation um, if they want to and so on. So there are also changes. Um, but I think also the, the fact that apps are not actually... Um, um, Pro programmed in the way that we actually find someone so th the algorithm is set up in such a way that we don't know we, that we don't find actually the person we are looking for this is also kind of really interesting so because they want to they want to make money they want to keep you on the app it makes yes. sense yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's really not about you. And I think I love the people who are telling me like, but I have actually um, a friend's couple and they met at, ten at Tinder or I don't know where, Bumble or whatever. Okay, Cupid. And I'm like, okay, so when was that? <laughs> yeah, like eight years ago or something. And then I'm like, yeah, this is also my experience because I also have like three couples and they met like in Tinder or Cupid, I think, so online dating apps, on online dating apps. But that was like years ago. And I think that also the apps changed. So more people using the apps. Um, yeah, and of course, the economic aspect is kind of actually ruling the apps. And this should be something we as users or you as a user should be aware of that. That's super interesting and a good thing uh, to mention. So um, I'm going to ask you when we're offline if you want to do another episode. But for now, Lina Marie, I would love it <laughs> if you could give us sort of three key takeaways that you think would be good to know if someone's mm -hmm. considering online dating. Oh, yeah. Okay, so first, know what you want. Maybe think about the example of when you're hungry and you're in a supermarket, you actually tend to buy everything because everything looks good. And you're like, oh, maybe this, maybe that, maybe that. I take everything. I want to have the options because I don't know what I would like to eat later. So I take everything. So know what you want and then keep on 
looking and searching for what you want. Yeah. Uh, second thing is uh, do not communicate too much, but do things. So in concrete, uh, let's, let's meet in person. So don't waste time on chatting like weeks and weeks and weeks. And this is also a really good red flag. So if someone is there like, no, I actually don't have time. And we are writing since, I don't know, three months. And you haven't met the person in, in person. Um, so that could be a really good uh, sign that the person is maybe not really interested in that. Yeah. Or that you are one of, I don't know, 20 other people. And the third thing is, it is not on you. It's not your mistake. It's not, if someone is not responding, as you said, or is disappearing or ghosting you, um, it's, not a, it's not your fault. It's not because you are not pretty enough or your personality sucks or whatever. It's because they are not able to take responsibility for their actions. That's so simple. That's a really, really good one. Thank you so much for adding those. Uh, so Lina Marie, thank you so much for being here. This has been such a delight to talk to you. <laughs> so everybody, I just want you to listen into the podcast. Again, if you speak German, Generation Beziehungsunfähig. I will also put Lina Marie's uh, contact details in the show notes if you want to reach out to her, learn. Yes, go. <laughs> yeah, maybe you can also uh, say that I offer um, couple coaching. I also like single coaching, Beziehungscoaching, uh, also in German and English, in Berlin and remote. Oh, good. So there you go. So Lina Marie works remote and can work in English and in German. So be sure to look up the show notes and find her contact details. Until then, everyone, if you are online dating, I hope you have wonderful experiences. I've had really nice dates so far, so I'm very happy. <laughs> And if you're not online dating, maybe like Lina Marie said, just give yourself a little shups, a little push, see what you want, and then go get that or that person. Until then, everybody, thanks, Lina Marie. Until next time, sending love. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye.